Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So now I know you love to give an award for the best pets on screen mm-hmm. at the end of, our, end of the year. Best animal parents, yeah. Yeah, so just animals. Doesn't have to be cats or dogs? No. Okay, that's good for this film, isn't it? It's good for Jenny. It's a standout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the best. All right, that's good. We'll keep that in mind for the end of the year. Don't forget, all right? I can never forget, Jenny. Hello there. This is I Only Like You and Movies. Her name's Sine. My name's Bonnie. How are you doing, Sine? Good, thank you. How are you? All right. What have we seen this week? We have seen The Banshees of Inisherin. Inisherin? What's that? Inisherin. Inisherin, I thought, but I'm not really sure. Okay, we'll go with that. What's this film's name? Explain it. It is an Irish film about starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson and Cara Condon and Barry Keegan. And it's about Colin and Brendan's characters having a fallout in their friendship. And um, Brendan Gleeson's character, Colm, doesn't want to be friends anymore with Patrick. Why? Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's mm. it's a very like deceptively simple setup for a film, and obviously things sort of sort of spin out from that that central concept. But I like that. It was just like really just two guys having a bit of a fight. But then, obviously, it can say so much more than more complex plots that we we can see. Looking at you, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I liked how simple it was. What what do you think of that? Yeah, I liked it too. I think um, most films are about relationships in some form, and this just sort of exemplified that. Um, it is a simple story, but it's a heartbreaking story. I don't know, and I think are people responding well to it because I think we've all had sort of friendships that have fallen away, if not dramatically like this, but I think it's always a, a concern in any sort of relationship, whether that's romantic or just friendship, that one day this might not be the case, might not be happening anymore. But then also we've probably all had people that we kind of don't want to be friends with anymore. And so... <laughs> I think you can both kind of see both sides of the story. Like it will be nice sometimes to be able to cut things off with someone, but in our society, we don't generally do that. Brendan Gleeson's character is doing the sort of thing that you, you don't do. You don't tell someone you can't be friends anymore. You just wait until it sort of sort of pitters away or you just put up with them for the rest of your life. It's true. I think the tough thing as well is like, there's not really a particular reason why he wants to call the friendship off. He's just over it. Just doesn't like him anymore. Just thinks right. he's a bit dull. And that, that is even more heartbreaking. It wasn't like they had a fight over something or 
you know, you sleep with his wife or anything like that. It's just like, no, I find you boring. Mm. I've only got a certain amount of time left and I want to use that for good. Mm. I don't want to be just talking with you and being bored out of my brain. And that's way worse, isn't it? That like hits mm-hmm. to you as at the core of your being. Mm-hmm. Someone says you're boring and they don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. I mean, how do you come back from that? Well, you can't. You go crazy, clearly. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I, I liked it was just... A kind of simple story, but then it, it stood in for so much more. And then it sort of, it really made you think about your own life. And I don't know, there's, there's, there's almost a thrill in, in the seeing someone sort of break, you know, the norms of society. But also then it's just like, after a while, mate, just just go to the pub and hang out with your mate. Don't mm. stop stop this. Mm-hmm. And if we can get into spoilers, you know, he eventually, Brendan Gleeson says that if you, if you don't stop harassing me i'm going to cut my fingers off one by one Mm. and then he does it why do you think he does it i don't know it's interesting like the end of the movie he seems over it and fine whereas it's clearly like mentally ill behavior to dismember yourself Mm. um Mm -hmm. but i think like he's obviously depressed calm and Mm. You know, he wants to compose this song because he plays the um, violin. And mm-hmm. I think perhaps it's something to do with that. He's composing this one great masterpiece and then doesn't need them anymore. I don't know. Yeah, they, they talk about that, don't they? About mm. everything we do won't be remembered. Who do you remember from 200 years ago? And so it's like, well... Why bother doing anything then? If that's that's your thinking, and he sort of mm. got himself stuck in that very negative headspace, where he wants something to live beyond him, which is the song he's writing, um, as opposed to sort of being here and now and having good relationship with the people, making the lives of people around you better. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's he's definitely doesn't he go to the priest and says like, "How's the despair going?" or yeah. something along those lines. Um, he's really acting out. But then it's like, do we just let him do that? Like, as a society, let him be sad? Or do we try and help him? Because helping him or, or trying to correct his behavior actually makes things worse in terms of a Patrick just hanging around all the time, mm. keeping harassing him. Yeah, it's really difficult. There is that really, I was going to say funny, it's not really funny, moment after, um, I think it's after the first finger gets cut off. And mm. Patrick talks to his sister Siobhan and is like, well, we have to go talk to him. We have to do something. And she's like, are you mad? Like he literally has has yeah. outlined what the plan is, has followed through with it. You know he's being serious. And you want to go talk to him about it? Mm. <laughs> like just leave him alone. Just stop. Well, that's our thing. Just just take, take a message after a certain point. If, if someone yeah. doesn't be a friend, stop, stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, as we said, that that is not something that most people could just sort of live with. We should also mention that they're living in Ireland, early nineteen twenties, mm. and they're sort of a very isolated community, which I think adds to sort of the the weird vibes and the I mean, the paranoia or just sort of strange relationship because you really only see people who are in your immediate sort of village. Mm. So it's not like they have a whole larger community to sort of be with or run in different circles. They they are going to see each other all the time, yeah. even if they don't want to. There is something I didn't pick up from in the trailer, that this is set 
in the 1920s. I thought it was present day. Mm. Um, but yes, it, 100%, you know, Siobhan, Patrick's sister, can't handle the isolation anymore, you know. She's surrounded by these people who she hates in this town, you know, with small mm-hmm. town values and a brother who's annoying and no prospects mm. for her. Um, and she isolation. leaves. You know, she yeah. knows that she has to leave. Kerry Condon is just incredible. I mean, we're recording this after the Academy Awards have been announced and this film has nine nominations, you know, acting noms for everybody, screenplay, best picture, best director. It's a really great film. Um, and everyone is great. Like Colin Farrell, amazing. Brenda Gleeson, amazing. Kerry Condon, amazing. Barry Keegan, for me, mm knocks it out of the park like i hadn't thought about him i haven't really seen him in a lot and what i'd seen him in was pretty similar characters but watching Mm -hmm. him in this oh wow you're like a serious actor who's actually going to go places his monologue to siobhan is just absolutely heartbreaking right i feel like it's a sort of situation where he was possibly the best actor of this round of this year right mm. and he's got nominated but he won't get it because he's too young yeah but then it'll sort of be like in the future he'll have to get a another award and he might not be the best actor that year but it'll be for this yeah you know what i mean, I like, know what <laughs> I mean. um not, not to say that someone he, he might win definitely might win but and if someone else wins it doesn't mean they don't deserve it but mm. often like the best performance of your career isn't the one you get the, the win for yeah but you're right. He's a, he's he's obviously been great in so many different things, but he's a bit of a re- revelation here. Yeah. And there's that one scene that was going around Twitter, and everyone's loving it, with, and with good reason. Um. So explain his character. He's he's sort of like the village idiot, and isn't he? Yeah, like, he's. I don't I don't mean to 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 be offensive there, but that's the sort of his his place in the world is like everyone sort of makes fun of him and doesn't like him, and he's everyone thinks he's annoying. And but he's obviously got lots of trauma that that is mm. he's dealing with himself. Yeah, he's um, clearly has an intellectual or his neurodivergent in some way. Mm. Um, and we find out heartbreakingly that his dad, who is the local policeman, has physically and sexually abused him. Um, doesn't have a great home life. Doesn't really have anywhere to go. And I think perhaps sees Siobhan and Patrick as an out for him. Like he's doing Mm. to um, Patrick as Patrick is doing to Colm. He's hanging around being annoying, doesn't really want to, Mm -hmm. you know, anything to do with him. It's nice to have that reflected in another relationship in the narrative. Um, I guess we're talking about spoilers. Mm. The, The one thing I'm not sure that I liked was the fact that Dominic dies off screen. Um, mm. It completely makes sense, you know. It was after that big monologue with Siobhan, and she turned him down, and um, everyone knew about his sexual abuse from his father. And mm. I guess it works because it's such a heartbreaking thing for that character. I mean, he just kills himself, and you know, uh, I don't know. It's just. I just would have liked more for his character, but I think perhaps that was intentional. Yeah, and I think it adds a bit of mystery. Like, we, I think we're supposed to obviously 
the implication is that he's killed himself but it could be the sort of did someone else do it it kind of felt a bit weird to me like mm. you're right it kind of felt like they shortchanged his character a bit there mm. and it's like yeah he's got a sad life or now he's dead that's over but also maybe in some ways it was trying to just depicting that perhaps would have been worse maybe it's just like oh, okay this is this is his end and we can mourn him rather than having to go through the process of mm. of seeing him pass away but yeah i'm not really sure about that the way she lets him down though is so beautiful isn't it That's so beautiful in that scene so, such such like grace in the way she does it yeah because obviously for yeah. her he's like what half her age and you mm. know has known him since he was a baby and it's just not an option at all mm. but it's sweet that he's asking in a way um, absolutely yeah oh, such a great movie yeah. it was very well done and what you touched upon there colin farrell's character having his own little annoying mate he doesn't want to hang mm, out with mm-hmm. just adds something just adds some color in, in spice to his storyline doesn't it mm-hmm. he's almost have has been doing the same thing that he's complaining about to dominic his whole life yep yeah <laughs> um one thing i'll say couple things mm-hmm. they they sort of this is similar set to the backdrop of the irish civil war happening in this this point in history i kind of felt like those elements were a bit not heavy-handed almost just like oh and by the way there's a metaphor going on here mm. for people fighting each other and that's just like what ireland's doing at the moment didn't really feel very lived in or earned that whole storyline i agree with that it's almost a bit too illusionary you know what i mean yeah there's that moment where they look over across the water and can see these two separate land masses um, firing cannons at each other you know that Mm. to me was the real heavy-handed moment of like yep we get it yeah (laughs) conflict i'm like i I get i I get what they're going for it's about a community turning on itself right which is kind of Mm. what's happening here but like that that the irish conflict is much more nuanced because you've got the whole british aspect and the religion aspect it wasn't just like two mates having a fight like these two but i guess maybe that the the thing there is like but actually take away everything else it is like a, a community turning on itself i suppose i don't know it just didn't feel very nuanced or or mm. well thought out compared to like the interpersonal conflicts that we've that have so well dramatized hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, also, I don't know if you saw the article going around, um, sort of talking about the Irishness of the of the screenplay and of the director Martin McDonough. And 
Yeah, it was just kind of complicating that and criticizing that a bit, given that even though he's from an Irish background, he actually grew up in London. Mm-hmm. And so his perspective, it's sort of being talked about as an Irish movie by Irish people. And I'm not saying he's not Irish because he's got that background, but so people sort of questioning the, the bona fides of that in particular. So I'll, I'll try and find that. We can put it in the show notes. People have a, have yeah, a read. Yeah, that's interesting. Because it's a bit hard for us to really un- fully understand that given we're not mm. part of that community. But I guess it'd be like someone, yeah, coming over to Australia and making an Australian movie who wasn't actually, didn't, wasn't brought up here, mm. you know. And then there's some people, again, we, we don't necessarily see it in the same way, but some people are talking about the Irish stereotypes that are in play, like, you know, the fact that they all go to the pub and get drunk and mm. he plays the fiddle and stuff. It's like... We don't really see the problem there necessarily because we're not part of that culture, but I think sometimes people from Ireland have been saying, yeah, you're sort of playing on, on cliches here and those around the world don't understand it, but it kind of is a bit grating. Mm. Just like we, we can sometimes see stereotypes of Australians on, on screen which don't work for us, cultural cringe and whatnot. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. But it has, has got good reviews though, the film, and I, I, I don't know, is it going to win Best Picture? I think it might, but I think it should perhaps. Mm. I don't know. What do you reckon? I left our Oscars podcast. I think. Mm. I think there's someone else who is owed an Oscar for um, best actor who will probably get it. So, based on what you were saying <laughs> before <laughs> about perhaps a, perhaps a career win, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Can I talk about the creepy lady? Sure. Okay, Mrs. McCormick, who. How do you even describe who she is? She's sort of like a seer, like a um, like mystical a, old woman, sort of. Yeah, fortune turns up and she gets going down. <laughs> says something vague and then walks away. But she, is that going to be you when you're older? <laughs> just lurking. Just walk around the local neighbourhood. Yeah, just lurking in the background of shots in my black like mm. gown. Um, creepy vibes. Just go away. Don't be lurking in the background of shots. I don't like that. I don't like being scared that you're turning up. But mm-hmm. she. She essentially flags at the beginning of the narrative that death is coming to the island and that two people will die or two souls will die, mm. um, which is interesting, an interesting way to think about death and who you think fulfills that prophecy mm. um, or if it's something within Patrick and Colm that dies. Um, I don't know if we needed her. Mm. Like I get it with the myth and that sort of stuff, sort sure. Of some, some Celtic sort of mythology yeah folklore and maybe it's a cultural thing that i'm not you know privy to Mm. like you were saying but i just don't know if i connected with that very much i thought the film was strong enough being simple Um, yeah again i think we both responded to the performances and the interpersonal conflicts rather than some of the other things but yeah i don't know looking that's not the first thing i think of when i think of this film and i'm like oh how good was the creepy lady hanging around? Mm. I'm like, how good was the was the dialogue and their impassioned pleas to each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But then again, just see that tweet things from Ben Jenkins. But like, if you have the opportunity to have a creepy old lady in your movie, take it. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, sure. Can we talk about the ending? Sure. So, um, Colm's ultimatum leave me alone or I'll cut my fingers off, mm-hmm. escalates. And he tells Siobhan that, you know, if he's bothered again, he's going to cut them all off, you know, just in one go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he does. And he goes and throws them at um, Patrick's front door, which is very confronting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick comes home to find Jenny the donkey, wonderful, fantastic appearance, carried the whole film on her back. Um, she choked on one of the fingers and she died. And Patrick is beside himself because he doesn't have much of a connection with people in the community, but he really connected to his animals, his horse and his mm-hmm. donkey. Um, and that's his turning point, right? He just goes completely off the deep end and tells Colm that he's going to burn his house down and he doesn't care whether he's inside it or not. Um, but he rescues his dog, which is lovely, lovely moment. Mm. And then there's that such a beautiful shot at the end of the film where they're on the beach together and Colm says, all right, well, we're even now, you know, you burnt my house down. I accidentally killed your donkey. Sorry about that, by the way. Maybe we should Mm. call it quits. And Patrick can't, you know, they've completely switched positions in the story. Colm has done something to Patrick that is irreversible and, and can't be stopped now he's on this path of destruction and he says it's never going to end until one of us dies Mm. which is just so heartbreaking because Colm obviously didn't want that from the beginning but through his actions he's caused such horrific destruction yeah and that that really gets to the point of of intention Mm. I don't think Colm was ever intending to hurt Colin Farrell he wanted he was sort of motivated by some some personal demons, mm. but then he didn't. It did end up um, hurting Patrick yeah. to to like a huge extent. Like he's ruined his whole life, mm-hmm. but he didn't mean to. So does that mean it's not as bad as if he set out to to destroy him? Yeah. Because either way, the result is that he has destroyed this happy-go-lucky guy who was kind of boring but very kind. Mm. And what about them when he, when he talks about the dog and he said? Yeah, thanks for looking after him. He's like, yeah, of course I would. Anytime, yep. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I hate you, I'll destroy you, I might even kill you, but I wouldn't hurt your dog because I'm a nice bloke. Well, that's me, though. I mean, I'd always well, rescue people's you. pets. Yeah. <laughs> the people, no, but the pets, yeah. And that, that's true. I think that's the innocence. The, the dog and the donkey didn't do anything wrong here. Mm. Um, but, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that it really makes you think about like what is kindness? What is niceness? Because um, I, I think something we're responding well to recently in media is like becoming the thing you hate, mm. and that's what what Patrick became. He yeah. he spent so long trying to stop this nonsense that he then became enveloped by it, mm-hmm. and then given the opportunity to stop it, well, he, he can't go back. Just like uh, Colm couldn't just say, "Okay, sorry, yeah, let's let's go to the pub again tomorrow." Yeah. Yeah, really fascinating, hey? It's a really heartbreaking story, but it's done so well. It is, and it, it, it's, you know, one of the best comedy at the Golden Globes, which is a bit of a joke. It is funny, though, and it's, it's got a light touch at certain points, but then it becomes very dark the more you think about it. Yeah, I mean, those categories are just chosen for what they have the best chance in. Like, it's not anything to do with the film, you know. <laughs> not at all. And I guess there's no, like, you know, black comedy category. Yeah. It's probably more of a black comedy than a, than a drama in some ways, but still. Mm. 
Dark cool. tragic comedy is how Wikipedia describe it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I guess the other thing, I'm thinking back to that that a couple of terrific scenes in the movie, and there's that there's that line is it from Ebert or someone else about a good movie is just three good scenes. Mm. Um, this movie's got more than that, but one thing I think of is when um, Patrick is is beaten up by the cop mm. in the city, and mm-hmm. he, and, he, and Colm, even though they're in the, the middle of their feud, picks him up, puts him on the wagon and takes him home and yeah. it's always silently dumb it's beautiful yeah wasn't very comedic but like, <laughs> very good <laughs> and then the scene when they're having the fight in the um, the big row in the pub and he talks about mm, yeah, maybe Patrick's you were never monologue. kind yeah yeah and that really would make you think like if you've got this person like his, his friend who who turns around one day and says hey actually we're not we're not buddies and i hate you and all these other things you know i think you're boring you would start rethinking your whole relationship. And I think that goes back to, obviously, romantic relationships, which can end quite bitterly. And so you often forget what was going on the whole time. You start to wonder, well, should we ever have been together? Should Were they ever nice? Was the person mm. I fell in love with ever actually there? Yeah. So I think that was um, really well done. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. I really recommend seeing it if you haven't. Yeah, I think this is like a... It's one you have to buy and, and rewatch for mm. sure. Mm. You get so much out of it each, each viewing. Yeah, I suspect. And crazy to think that Colin Farrell can do this in the same year he does uh, the Penguin. I know. <laughs> I saw an interview with him, and they were talking about those two roles, and he said, "I feel mm. very lucky, feel very blessed right. to have been given these two amazing roles in the same year." I um, know. Like and I- there's a few people like this, but he is definitely. Just a weird character actor who happens to be very handsome. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. I never got the Colin Farrell thing. I think because oh, yeah. I was a teenager when that all happened, all his scandals and whatever. I think it was a bit forced too for a while, wasn't it? It was, he, yeah. He was so so pretty, yeah. But watching him in this, like he's, you're right, like an, a very serious, committed actor who really explores the characters that he plays. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think you could have made this film with other actors who would not have given the performances that these two did. Yeah, um, sure. And I think it helps. Yeah, I us. think we, we. So I was going to say that we forget how good Brendan Gleeson is. We just sort of mm. gloss over it sometimes. I think because he's just given us so many great performances for so long. Yeah, but for sure. He really is. He 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 just just encompasses his character and all the contradictions and. Everything that I think, as you said, other actors could do it for sure, but it's special these two together somehow. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, because they have an existing relationship, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, like their mates, I think that yeah. that lent itself to, I don't know, an established relationship between the two characters, an established connection. I think there was a lot of trust there and it allowed them to explore elements of the narrative that maybe they wouldn't have felt safe to otherwise if they were working with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that they've been on screen together as friends before mm. as well, I think, definitely mm. helps, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, good stuff. I think, look, I'm not going to predict the Oscars here because we've got a whole podcast where we do that coming up in a few weeks, but I feel like it might not win Best Picture, but it probably is the best film of the last year. Yeah, fair call. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
it'll win something. It'll probably win the script, I guess. Yeah. We should say we didn't really talk about Martin McDonough much, but he's Mr. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um mm-hmm. and he did Imbruges. Imbruge. Have you seen Imbruge? I remember seeing half of it when Dad had it playing on the TV one random day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't think probably I probably not the ideal way to probably not the watch ideal it. watching experience, no. Um mm. yeah, I don't think I've seen it in whole. Um mm-hmm. Have I seen anything he's done? Oh, yeah, three billboards he did. Of mm. course. I haven't seen six, Seven Psychopaths, but I think I'd like it. Mm. Yeah, he makes interesting movies. Yeah, um, playwriting background. He was mm. huge in the play world in London. Mm-hmm. I think this actually, from what I was reading, started out as the play script many years ago. But then he sort of moved into film and then this is turned up again as a film instead. Yeah. All right, are you going to rate it? Five stars for me. What about you? Wow. Four and a half. Okay. For the for the lady? For the old lady? The creepy lady. For Dominique's death off screen, a little bit hmm. maybe heavy-handed about the conflict. Yeah. But fantastic yeah. movie. I, I agree with those things, but then I liked it, so. Okay, great. It's going to be annoying. <laughs> Give it five stars. <laughs> All right, well, Matt's, it's one of our first Oscar sort of season movies I think we've been looking at. Um, we'll come back to it's to the rest of them and to a whole Oscar preview very soon. Um, we do it every year, don't we, Sine? I mean, we tend to look, watch most of, if not all, the Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good season to be a movie fan. We'll give it a red hot go. <laughs> we do our best. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Sine is all over that. And we've got a huge back catalogue. We do. Until next time, I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Why, did you Why are you say... laughing at that? Why did you say it like that? Why are you questioning me? Okay, sorry. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.